KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. After all the media madness about Michael Jackson over all the years and decades, it comes as bittersweet news that he lives vividly in This Is It. Kenny Ortega's film is a spectacular record of rehearsals for a show that wasn't to be. It's more than that, of course. It's a series of testimonials and expressions of love from members of the cast Many of them had idolized Michael when they were kids. It's a pastiche that pulls together live footage and pieces of a marvelous black-and-white homage to Hollywood that was to be played against Smooth Criminal in the show. The Rita Hayworth of Gilda tossing Michael her glove, Humphrey Bogart scowling at him or firing a Tommy gun. And it's an expertly packaged, brilliantly packaged, considering how quickly the job was done, phantasmagoria that emphasizes the energy Michael could still draw from whatever was fueling his wraith-thin body. In most of the footage we see, he already knows all his moves and does them dazzlingly. Many of those moves must have been as deeply imprinted in his muscles as they were in his tortured psyche. Still, this is it, and isn't it eerie how the show's bland title has taken on such a terrible finality. This is it still gives us a few glimpses of its star's struggles during the rehearsal process. He stops at one point to say haltingly, what I'm trying to hear is like a fist in my ear. It's more of a plea than a complaint and the problem is solved simply by reducing the volume in his earpiece. At another point, he asks in a tone that also verges on plaintiveness, I'm trying to conserve my voice. Please understand. Well, singers almost always conserve their voice during rehearsals, so his plea falls on sympathetic ears. Yet there's a strong sense of a fragile man at the center of sensory pummeling, trying to conserve what's left of himself. I've checked out two Cirques recently, a movie called Cirque du Freaks and the Cirque du Soleil, which is back in town and playing under a big yellow and blue tent next to the Santa Monica Pier. The movie was dispiriting, just like the general state of studio production these days, but the show sent my spirit soaring and started me thinking about what Hollywood could learn from the Cirque du Soleil's current tour. The piece I wrote about that is in today's Wall Street Journal. You can read the whole thing online at wsj.com. It starts with the premise that Hollywood's production apparatus is broken down. There isn't a Hollywood feature film worth seeing at the moment, except for where the wild things are, a visionary film from a studio that fought against the vision tooth and nail. For a fully satisfying Hollywood movie, you'd have to go back to Star Trek in May. But you only have to go down to the Cirque du Soleil's tent for the kind of drama and virtuoso performances that Hollywood films have been missing. To give one example out of many, a slender acrobat straps her legs into a harness fitted with a single pole that looks like a pogo stick, vaults 40 feet in the air from a teeterboard launch pad and does multiple backflips on her voyage back to Earth before she sticks a perfect landing. That's what I call a tentpole attraction. I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.